This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, more breakthroughs in medical technology, a sophisticated cyber attack, what Facebook is doing to safeguard against efforts to suppress votes in the upcoming midterm elections, and how digital technology is bringing a beloved U.S. president back to life. Well, kind of. All that and more coming up. While many people think of Northeast Ohio as just a part of the old Rust Belt, it's actually home to a lot of new technology as well, particularly in the world of medicine. And one of the places where that's most evident is at the Cleveland Clinic, known worldwide for its skill in cardiac treatment and surgery. But it's also making some incredible strides in urology, in part because of some new robotic technology that's now being used for prostate and kidney surgery. Urology Dr. Jihad Kayuk is director of their Robotics and Image Guided Surgery Center, and he tells us why this new technology is both better for surgeons and their patients. Instead of having five to six cuts to do a robotic procedure, now we can do one incision and put all small instruments through that incision. And this is done with a new generation of robots that we worked with engineers over the last eight years to fine tune and get it to work. But not everybody in the world has access to world-class medical care, and because of that, some new technology has been developed that's both easy to use and cost-effective. Bob Carson from the National Science Foundation has a report. You're hearing an African musical instrument old as 3,000 years. Now hear how it inspired a breakthrough technology out of the University of California, Riverside, that can detect adulterated or counterfeit drugs. The Mbira is a wooden base with a row of various length metal strips on it, plucked to get different notes. From common DIY stuff, the researchers cobbled together their own Mbira. Instead of many keys, it has just one long bent metal tube that can be filled with the drug or other liquid to be tested. The tube is plucked, producing a note that varies according to the density of what's in there. Comparing the note made by a suspicious liquid medicine to the note made by a sample known to be pure can reveal whether both have the same ingredients. Counterfeit cold meds sometimes contain deadly diethylene glycol instead of harmless glycerol and have killed hundreds around the world. Tests with the Embira found the two ingredients make notes whose frequencies differ by 10 hertz. Too small to notice by ear, but easily detectable by the analysis website the researchers created. Pluck the Embira into a smartphone and simple low-cost testing for fake or tainted meds could be readily available in parts of the world that need it most but can least afford it. That's definitely a high note. Well, it seems every day we hear about another big data breach, putting our personal information at risk. And because of that, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has designated October as National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So we talked to computer science professor Dr. John Nicholas from the University of Akron and asked him for some practical advice. 
putting a virtual private network on your phone and all of your devices. VPN is, is uh, the acronym for that. Um, there's plenty of those that you can download for free or pay a small monthly fee, um, and that will provide you a safe tunnel from your device to the other end device, um, so that will at least protect your data in transit. In addition, he says you're vulnerable no matter what kind of device you use. One of the big myths is that Apple products, and there's also a Linux operating system out there, people think that it can't be hacked, and that is not true. Everything could be hacked. Those are a little harder to hack, and they're a smaller part of the market, so they're not targeted as much. But any device you have, you should have some sort of antivirus on it. And here's where to go for more information everybody go up to the Department of Homeland Security website and the National Institute of Standards, NIST, and they have a lot of advice and best practices for cybersecurity. It's a lot to read, but uh, just start educating yourself and, and be smart. And indeed, federal and state authorities are right now investigating a cyber attack on a North Carolina municipal water supply. More from CBS News correspondent Jim Crisula. It's being called, quote, a sophisticated ransomware attack. Hackers tried to gain access to the computer systems of the Onslow Water and Sewer Authority in Jacksonville, North Carolina, the home of the Marine Corps' sprawling Camp Lejeune. The utility says while customer information was not compromised, many other databases have to be recreated. The FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and the state have been called in to investigate. Meanwhile, Facebook says it will take action to keep misinformation about the upcoming midterm elections off the site. CBS News correspondent Anne-Marie Green has more. The world's largest online social network, Facebook, says it's going to ban false information about voting ahead of the upcoming midterm elections. Facebook also says it will fact-check reports of violence or long lines at polling stations. Facebook has come under fire for its lax approach to fake news reports and disinformation campaigns. A technology legend has passed away. Paul Allen, who co-founded Microsoft with his childhood friend Bill Gates, was 65 and died from cancer. CBS News correspondent Steve Futterman has more on his life. It would not be an understatement to say that Paul Allen changed our world. It was Allen, along with Bill Gates, who came up with the idea that led to the creation of Microsoft. Gates may be the name we most associate with the company, but in its formation, Allen played an equally vital role. In 2014, he talked about their impact as he received an honorary doctorate degree. Since co-founding Microsoft with Bill Gates in 1975, I feel fortunate to have seen the code we wrote and software we created fundamentally change the way people work, play, and communicate. Allen left Microsoft in 1983 after a falling out with Gates, when he died, he was worth an estimated $20 billion. Steve Futterman, CBS News. Also today, have you ever gotten so sleepy at work that you just passed out at your desk in a pool of drool? Well, that may be a thing of the past with a new high-tech invention that can keep you awake. Jim Shenevy reports. Bored at work or maybe just low on energy? What you need is a breath of fresh air. And that's exactly what Daikin Industries wants to give you. The Japan-based air conditioner manufacturer has teamed up with NEC to develop a system that monitors workers and then gives them a blast of cold air if they appear to be nodding off, 
physically or mentally. The system will use artificial intelligence to detect worker attentiveness. Now, studies have shown that making a room colder, even for just a few minutes, is more effective at rousing employees than bright lights or other techniques. But critics say putting workers in a temporary deep freeze is not a solution and point to alternatives, such as that quick afternoon nap. Daikin owns U.S.-based air conditioner maker Goodman Manufacturing and hopes to have these AC units available for your boss by 2020. There's something new and strange lighting up the skies, and while it looks great, maybe it's not so great for us. Rich On explains why. Sci-fi spectacles aren't only for the movies. Unearthly CGI in the sky has spellbound spectators' eyes popping from North Dakota to Poland. I'm Rich On, and this is your Green Air Minute. With recorded sightings dating back as far as 2003, glow-in-the-dark or noctilucent clouds have been spotted hovering over polar regions where atmospheric water vapor turns to ice. Recently, this eerie phenomenon has been lighting up the skies at much lower, more temperate regions, which has NASA scientists on alert. Greenhouse gases, specifically methane, could be to blame. As atmospheric methane levels increase, water droplets containing cosmic dust turn to ice, causing clouds at these lower latitudinal levels to light up. Too much methane is typically due to increased farming and population, which results in the cooling of our middle atmosphere, or mesosphere, also believed to produce this strange luminescence. The study is slated to continue for the next three years to determine exactly what's causing this new fire in the sky. I'm Rich On, and this is your Green Air Minute. For striking images and video of noctilucent clouds, visit greenairradio.com. And finally, digital technology is bringing the memory of a legendary U.S. president back to life in a brand new way. If you have a yearning to relive the days of Ronald Reagan, the Reagan Library has something just for you. Ladies and gentlemen, President of the United States. It's about the closest you will get to the real thing. It looks and moves and sounds like Ronald Reagan. It's the Ronald Reagan hologram. We think think we've we've made made a good good beginning, beginning, but you you ain't ain't seen seen nothing yet. yet. It's uh, Reagan resurrected in some respects. It's Reagan returns, which we're really happy to see. John Highbush is with the Reagan Foundation. The process was painstakingly slow. Chad Finnery is the creative director. We would look at every single word and stop it and rewind. And, you know, we would you know, move the lip up a little bit. And David Nussbaum with Hologram USA says it works. Looks exactly like him. Sounds just like him. Moves just like him. So, goodbye. And God bless you. Steve Futterman, CBS News, at the Reagan Library, Simi Valley, California. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news. And find more online at waki.net.